Hello, and welcome to After the Tassel Turns, a podcast series that serves to further the achievements of all of our students. This show features interviews from professionals in various industries and will help students get a better idea of what they can expect after graduation. I'm your host, Bill Turner, and in today's episode, I will be sitting down with four teacher leaders, Mitch Versalino, Josh Pudiloff, Travis Balog, and Tim Heath. These are great leaders in career cluster classes that we're going to dive into and learn more about so we can see just how dynamic the opportunities are for our students here in Troy. Industry 4.0, Mechatronics, two incredibly broad and emerging industry sectors in our state and nationwide. Much has been done to bring awareness to these burgeoning sectors, and it is up to us as educators to bring this awareness to the most important commodity and our state's ability to meet the needs of companies before we lose their business. That commodity is our students. I wonder how many people, let alone our students, understand some of the following terms. Industrial Internet of Things, Advanced Robotics, Automation, Virtual Reality, Augmented Reality, Additive Manufacturing, Big Data, Cloud Computing, These are just some of the most discussed topics in the aforementioned industries, but are also the least understood in public education. I challenge you to go to any teacher or leader in public education and ask them about these terms. I suspect their knowledge of these technology-driven industry topics will be at best limited. This is the scary thing to consider when you think about our role as leaders of empowering our young minds of the future. The good news for Troy is that we have dedicated teacher leaders who are forwarding the Troy mission of being world-class by leading the way in these challenging but very rewarding career pathways for our students. According to Michigan's Workforce Intelligence Network, there are currently three to seven times more jobs than there are potential employees in these various skilled trades, technology, and advanced manufacturing salary positions in this state alone. For those students who choose to explore a career pathway in either technology or advanced manufacturing, their future employment is going to be exciting and lucrative. So joining me today are a few of the teacher leaders in these burgeoning pathways to help explain more about what they teach and what opportunities their students can hope to experience. Now keep in mind that these pathways that they teach might not directly connect with some of the things that were mentioned before but the opportunities that they present to these students will lead them and guide them to these exciting career pathways. And that's what our our goal as a district is, is to give these students these exploration skill sets so they can find these things and be more confident when they go to college or when they interview for their first job. So I'd like to introduce Josh Pudeloff and Mitch Versalino to talk first. Gentlemen, good afternoon, and thank you for being here with me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having us. So I've worked with uh, both of you for uh, at least seven years. I think Mitch not. It's my fifth year here. It's your fifth year. It feels like seven, Mitch. It does, yeah. Josh, for sure, we've worked together for seven years. Yes, seven seven good years. And and, and a couple average ones. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take the good over the average, but average is good too. uh, Josh and Mitch, or Mr. Versalino and and Mr. Pudeloff, depending on who's listening, are two exceptional teachers. So they could be teaching anything and uh, kids in their classes would, would have a great experience because they're relationship-centered people. They, they, they do things that go in above and beyond just classroom teaching. They're both involved in extracurricular things. They're both involved in the community. They're, vo- they're both involved with really understanding the entire student. So if this were just an endorsement of kids taking their classes, I would just 
say on the schedule card, uh, take Mr. Versalino and take Mr. Pulov, and we'd have kids taking their classes all day. That's just a shout out to you guys. But um, what I want people to know on this podcast, gentlemen, is that you guys are doing some uh, really exciting things in your classroom besides building relationships with the kids. So if you could, just tell us a little bit about who you guys are and what you're currently teaching that kind of connects to this really exciting time that we have in this district with career readiness. Well, my name is Mitchell Versalino. Like I said before, this is my fifth year here in Troy. I've taught a lot of different classes, uh, mainly focused around business. Right now I'm teaching sports and entertainment marketing, intro to marketing. I teach a video game design class, and uh, this year I'm teaching computer science principles. So game design is a class that is exclusive to you. There's no one else in the, in the, in the building that's teaching There's or no in the one district. Else, yeah, in the district. So I think that's one that I would like for you to kind of touch on a little bit more because when I was explaining some of the things earlier, I don't know that they specifically touch, game design specifically touches on Internet of Things or, or, or cloud computing or big data. But what I think it does really uh, uh, marry well with is the computer science that you also Absolutely, teach. Absolutely, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about game design and, and, and what kids can expect to see if they if they sign up for that class with you? Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool class. I mean, it's called video game design. Um, you know, kids that take it are usually pretty into video games. So what we do, just a brief overview of the class, video game design one, we take a look at different 2D games. The first game making software that we learn is called Construct 2. And then we kind of transition into Game Maker. And then in Game Design 2, we take a look at Unity and Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine's where they make Fortnite. So it's pretty professional level stuff. We're uh, talking billion dollar industry professional. Yeah, it's like just, it's bigger than the movie industry. You know, people spend millions and millions of, of dollars building games. And, and, and I'm glad that you touched on that. And I didn't uh, want to steal that from you, but I will tell you that I have met with many different industry people in, in information technology. When I tell them some of the software programs that you're using, their, their eyes kind of open a little bit wider because I don't know that it's always uh, community uh, aware what you're doing in that class. And I don't know that we do a good enough job getting that back to kids, especially in, while they're still in middle school. You know, it's not just kids that like video games, correct? Um, this is a high-level class where innovative thinking and, and computer science excitability, that all connects really well with this class, right. doesn't it? Well, that's what I try to drive home at like parent night and parent-teacher conferences is that the kids that are taking my class are doing some, some pretty cool things. Uh, I encourage the parents to, you know, look at their kids' games. Um, the As far as the coding goes, it ties directly in with computer science. We learn like GML, Game Maker Language. We learn uh, C Sharp. We learn JavaScript. Um, we kind of cover the gamut. And what's really cool about my class is that kids that take it usually try to find a topic that interests them, whether it's building animations, creating sprites, designing, you know, game layouts. It's There's something in there that they're going to kind of, you know, find a passion for. And so student choice, which is so empowering, you know, if you can, if you can embed that and still give them that direct pathway feeling of, hey, this is going to be relevant in the industry, but you can choose to go here instead of there. It just makes it that much more accountable for their own individual learning, which is exciting. So thank you for that. And, and, and not to steal everything away from, from uh, Mr. Pudeloff, who's also doing some exceptional things that I think directly, as you were kind of saying, can directly fit in with what you do. It's another one of these connections that we need to make more frequently. So we have these kids 
going from one to the other so they can build For sure. on some knowledge that they've gained or accrued with computer science and then take it and really just take off in your game design class. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so Mr. Pudeloff? Sure. Uh, I'm Josh Pudeloff. I've been in Troy, uh, I think, 11 years now. Um, yeah, and the classes that I teach are very complementary. Uh, much of the same things that, that Mitch said I teach. I teach AP Computer Science A, AP Computer Science Principles, and starting this year, uh, cybersecurity. So in a nutshell, we we learn, it's, they're really problem solving classes. That, and, and that's what I like about them. That's what I love about them is it's always changing. It's always moving. It's a lot of creativity. It's a lot of, as you said, Bill, a student choice. And it's just using creativity to, to solve real world problems. And it's a lot of fun. You, you come from you know the 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 information technology world you you previously worked for google you you were in, somehow inspired to become an educator and, and take a tremendous pay cut to be a civil servant and we're so thankful that you did that teacher of um, the year right here teacher of the year <laughs> worthy i don't know that you'll ever get the same paycheck but i think that what you get instead are, are some some incredibly satisfying relationships with students and i've seen it firsthand and it and it's so impressive to see tell us some of the empowering stories that your class can lead students to besides college. We know they're going on to college, but what else is your class helping pave the way for? Because you're relatively new to CTE, but you've been teaching computer science for way longer than that. How is this something that you think fits in perfectly as a CTE pathway, what you're teaching them now and, and how are kids being empowered by that? Well, the great thing about computer science or one of the great things about computer science, I should say, is that, is that it fits in everywhere. I mean, it's funny, before we started this podcast, we were just discussing movies and we were talking about all of the computer science embedded in, in movie production today. There's really no company, no industry that's untouched by computer science well, and technology. And that, and that speaks directly to everything I listed before. Um, when you talk about big data and you talk about cloud computing, these are things that kids can wrap their head around, which the industry is demanding that we become more innovative in thinking and how we can expand our, our, our industry needs and, and, and our, our return on our investment, you know, ROI, as, they, as the industry people say. They, they can get there because you first introduce them to that type of thinking, which that's what computer science is all about, right? That critical thinking it is. from a different and that's what and that's what every employer every every survey we we look at for for employers and, and that's what they want they want they want they want people that can they can work together that can collaborate that can creatively problem solve and that can analyze data now let's talk about that with both of you guys if you don't mind both of you being cte teachers you are not just talking and not being able to back up the relevance of what you're teaching to the industry talk about what it is that you guys do to stay current or relevant with industry standards and industry needs? What are the things that you guys do as teachers to make sure that what you're doing in your classroom is really truly empowering students for post-secondary life? Well, like for me, if I'm being honest, video games wasn't necessarily a hobby of mine before I started teaching the video game design class. So it's kind of been something that I've actually fallen in love with. And uh, one of the things that I had to do was, you know, learn about video game design and what's you know, trending now and what's popular now and what would so kids be So professional development is something that you guys, that you, you're doing just to stay current with, with what kids need to know for game design. Right. And, and I'm sure, is that similar for you? I do. I do a ton of professional development and just self-guided learning on my own. I'm always 
looking for the next thing. And, and, and the state of Michigan is part of being a CTE teacher requires that of you. Unlike maybe some other teachers in, in the academic. We each have an advisory board and yes. part of our advisory board is, or it would be parents and students, but part of the advisory board are, you know, industry leaders. Industry leaders. Yep. But, but I mean, I think I do it just to stay current and just to learn what's new and yeah. what's happening. I mean, I, not for before I was in, purposes, before I was right? in CTE, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I regularly connect with, with people in the community and people in higher education and, and, and just find out what's going on. And I'm always seeking out any, anything that, that sounds like good PD. Yeah. Well, and it's important to us. It's important to us that we're doing the right thing in our classes. And then mm -hmm. when our kids take our classes, not only are they going to have fun, but they're also going to be learning skills that they're going to take and apply outside of the school. That's well said. Field trips, uh, get, getting these industry experts to come into your classroom and, and learn alongside the students, job shadows. Are these things that you guys look into? Do you do that with any kind of frequency just in your class? got back from a field trip today. Did you? Yeah, we toured Quicken Loans. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We went to a career quest earlier this year. That was great. I have this year students doing internships in industry right now that you know took my class last year and that, that, that have interviewed this year. I'm looking to expand that. Uh, I also have a few students that that have been hired by the district already that worked last summer for the district that took wow. my computer science class last year. So they spent the summer getting relevant experience that not only are they making a little bit more money, but they've got something to put on their resume yeah. that's not just working at the subway. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of meeting the needs of both the district and the student. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that is a struggle for elective classes in a district um, that is uh, really high achieving. Uh, I think it's 98% of our students go on to college. I think at, 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 at Athens anyway, it's probably the same at Troy, if not, if not higher. Um, mm -hmm. These classes that you are teaching, are they things that kids should consider in, in lieu of an academic class? Or, or is, is, is the better narrative to tell how these classes can also help kids get into college. What are some of the things that you guys believe make your your classes, the, the, the opportunities in the classes, the rigor of the classes? How do you sell that on a kid that isn't looking to, you know, leave high school and go into a job? They want to go to college. How do you sell this to them so they know your class is just as important as that AP elective that they could take? Um, have you have do you think about that? Do you think that this is something that is relevant? I mean, sure. we're elective classes, so we have to get kids to elect to take our classes. Yeah. So part of the pitch would be, you know, our classes are just as important as your, you know, AP English class or AP mm -hmm. History class, because like Josh said, you're you're learning critical thinking skills, problem solving skills, collaborative, you know, working with others. Um, and these are all the things that industry leaders want when we ask them, you know, what are they looking for? Well, let's and talk about the. Go ahead. And sorry. If you're going to college, uh, then you know these are skills you're going to need in college. Yeah, absolutely. Teaching. So, so the competencies that we teach, you guys are teaching them, at ju just a high level. You know, the six C's that we talk about that we all live and breathe. But let's talk about college mission officers. You know, the ones that are looking at the application, looking at the quote unquote the resume of students. What are some of the things that you guys can uh, incentivize that maybe an academic class can't when you're trying to, let's say the kid wanting to go to Harvard, you know, the kid that has all the APs, they've got the 4.0, they've got the perfect score on the SAT, game design. How can a game design help that student get into Harvard more so than maybe that 
14th AP class? Is there any kind of exemplar? Is there any kind of portfolio? Any kind of competition? Something that can make them stand out? Well, I think what's really cool is that, you know, you go to and apply to these schools and you say, maybe I want to be an engineer or maybe I want to be a computer scientist. And that's great because we have classes there or here at Athens that they can take and explore the, those interests before they actually go, you know, in, into college. In the, in so affirm some of those. Absolutely. And how many kids are going to college and going into something realizing halfway through this isn't for me because right. they never explored it in high school how costly is that for those students to career explore for the first time in college versus being able to do it in your class that's a great point that i didn't even really consider i also think it. it's important too if like you're if i'm michigan state and i'm looking at a student and he says he wants to be an engineer and there's a high school that offers an engineer class or a video game design class or a computer science class like why wouldn't you want to take those classes to show them that this is how interested I, interested I am in the topic. Yeah, yeah. I think these are some classes that can that can make you stand out, you know. Versus that, you know, you and you know a thousand other people take AP whatever, mm -hmm. but these are some classes that you know that. Well, just the certifications alone that some of your kids get into that yeah. go above and beyond their AP class can be something mm -hmm. they could put that on their on their application that really truly does make them stand, especially if they want to be a computer science major or an engineer, you know, the, these, these specific things that they can prove the validity of what they're invested in through their, through their success and exemplars of, of portfolio pieces or whatever. So great. So um, before we wrap up, um, any final words that you guys would like to leave our students and, and parents that they should be considering, you know, this coming uh, late January, early February, when they're starting the scheduling process for next year, kind of a ringing endorsement for your classes, or just C maybe CTE in general. Maybe maybe you're representing the entire department, not just your specific classes. I think for me, the one thing I would say is is um, is that unfortunately, sometimes some students uh, get a stereotype in their mind that of there's a certain person that that computer science is for, and there's a certain person that it's not for. And that's not really true at all. So I think that's that's the one thing. It's really it's it's not for a certain type of person. It's for everybody. It really is for everybody. It's it's about learning about the world and what's going on in the world around you. And and there's really no person. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what academic classes you're you're taking, what field you may or may not want to go into. I think it's it's a, it's a it's a great class for for anybody. Thank you. It's a great class with great teachers, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Um, no, but I also I also think that you know if you do want to explore a, a career, it now's the time. Yeah. And the classes we I have spent hours trying to make them fun. So if you take our class, you're going to have fun and enjoy it. Um, you're also going to learn a lot, uh, and it's going to be a good ex positive experience. Mr. Pudeloff, Mr. Versalino, thank you for sharing some of the great opportunities in technology for our students. That was great. Now to help us better understand how technology and advanced manufacturing work together to empower our students' future employability, I'd like to introduce two other really great teachers uh, in these great pathways. Mr. Heath to my left and Mr. Balov to my right. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Did I say that right, by the way? I never really say your last name, <laughs> Travis. No, it's Balog. Baylog. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, not how I would see, you know, when I see that spelled out. So <laughs> yeah. I learned something new on this po podcast. So Mr. Baylog, I apologize, apologize for that, but uh, welcome anyway. Thank you. 
I got some questions for you guys. As you guys were hearing earlier, I was talking about how this industry 4.0 and mechatronics, which by the way, mechatronics is not what we're calling our class. We're calling it emerging engineering technologies, but it is aligned with all the segments for mechatronics, which is that really important and highly ranked cluster. Matter of fact, it's number three out of all clusters. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but the rankings just came out um, at a meeting that I was at yesterday with uh, a bunch of CFE uh, leaders at Oakland schools. Uh, mechatronics is number three. Uh, and what's uh, also exciting is, is the two other men that are in the room representing us, they're number two. So it's mechatronics and uh, computer networking that are two of the, the most important and highly ranked uh, job cl uh, clusters that students can go into. And you guys, between the four of you, are representing all of them. So that's, that's exciting stuff for our students. But Emerging Engineering Technologies is one of the classes uh, that both of you teach, that you share and, and you collaborate on. But there's another one. So if you guys could uh, briefly tell us about yourself and then and talk about uh, these classes that you teach. And you guys can kind of do that together if you want. Um, I'm Tim Heath. I teach the new Emerging Engineering Technology uh, classes uh, 1 and 2. Or I'm sorry, 1A and 1B. Um, and also the uh, new woodshop design and fabrication classes. Um, I was gonna speak to the EET classes and Travis will speak to the woodshop classes. Sounds good. Um, EET, Emerging Engineering Technologies, the, the beginning class is kind of an introductory megatronics course. We cover basic machining, manufacturing, CNC operation, 3D printing, basic electronics, gears and mechanisms, and uh, beginning robotics. The E2 kind of builds on that, and we get into uh, digital electronics, programmable logic circuits, hydraulics and pneumatics, and then uh, robotic programming. And, and with all of that, because we were kind of listing some of the things earlier, some of the key phrases, you kind of just touched on some of them, but virtual reality, augmented reality, these are things that we can incorporate into a class like this in the design and actually the fabrication as well. So we don't always have the equipment to fabricate everything. You know, the, the additive manufacturing, for instance, that you do with the 3D printing component, we don't necessarily always have all the equipment. We're going to continue to build through the partnerships that we develop. But in the meantime, there will always be a place for the virtual reality and augmented reality that comes. And I know that's still something that you guys are learning about, but that is exciting stuff for our students as well, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Great. So woodshop design, talk about that a little yeah. bit. So uh, I am Mr. Baylog. Um, the woodshop design class, we, we work a lot with CAD programming using Autodesk Inventor. And then we take all of the stuff that we program. We start out with a traditional woodworking environment where we learn how to surface all of the material, um, plane it, join it, and then take it to a table saw and miter saw and cut it to length and width. And we, we build as a traditional woodworking class. And then once we have the, the techniques, we move into the CNC work and get into the very modern industry-driven what's going on right now in the real world. CNC work, uh, tell me what that acronym stands for. CNC stands for Computer Numerically Controlled. So we have a three-axis machine that can cut anything. If, you, if you've if you been to Ikea, all of the cabinetry that is there is done using CNC millwork. It goes X, Y, and Z axes. So the kids will learn how to program the, the machine itself and then take that over and operate the machine. 
what's interesting what you're describing and i think it's sometimes lost when students are not in the class or not hearing from you and they can't see it necessarily on a schedule card it's high level stuff yeah, you know this very is high level, yeah. this is not for um, kids that are just looking for something to to build a birdhouse you know right. these are these are things that they can take with them that can really challenge their critical thinking right. but do it in a way that's really dynamic because the finished products are are amazing and this equipment can really help enhance that but what they take away from this is really kind of college oriented right correct you know this is this is the kind of work that they can get a really great salary job right. or help position them to uh, find a, 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 a pathway to a college degree that Correct. maybe they didn't know about unless you guys were able to tell them. Well, that's what we're trying to address is the uh, rapid change in technology has really impacted the engineering and manufacturing fields. And workers of today have to be able to connect and automate uh, the design process with the manufacturing right. process. Yeah. Parents might have have seen uh, something different when they were in high school. Correct. Related to what you guys are right. teaching now, it's a whole different scope. You know, our advanced manufacturing labs that we have just renovated. We've got one room dedicated to computers and designing and and you know critical thinking. You know, together through the computer aided design work. But then we've got this room connected to it where we can actually see our products start being built by these computers. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, what we see in industry and when I've gone to um, industry leaders like I am branded, mm -hmm. um, they they need people that understand from start to finish. So from design work to assembly and delivery and installation. Um, so the students will they need to understand how everything is set up in the computer all the way down to reading the blueprints and how things are going to be assembled. Yeah. Um, it just adds to the cohesiveness. So it, it, it's no longer just one part of woodworking where you're just assembling and building that way. We really need kids to understand that they have to understand the CAD programming of it yeah. as well. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's something that cannot get lost on any student that is considering any of these uh, classes, whether it's just something that they're interested in doing on the side or whether it's a, a career that they might want to go into. So you guys know these things are important because I know you're doing a lot of work with a lot of different industry partnerships. Um, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the credence of the work through the actual uh, professional development and the directional support that you get from a lot of these industry leaders that are telling you they're clamoring for these these uh, students, this talent pipeline that they need because they need their future workers uh, to know this at a much earlier age. Is there something that you guys would like to kind of expand on with well, regards there's to that? A, the, the rapid change in technology is along with an aging workforce who's now retiring not enough young people going into the industry. Uh, it's predicted by, I believe, 2025, there'll be 2 million jobs going unfilled because of the lack of uh, skilled, skilled yeah, workers. That's nationwide, but I think that's the nationwide. data is more compelling when you see how much of that is concentrated in this state alone. 60 of the top 100 manu advanced manufacturing companies are located in this state. So when you think about that stat that you just that you just gave, that's very compelling. We're not even talking about the information technology jobs that are 
connected to this. They right. don't even count those. It's engineering That's a and whole, manufacturing. So when we look at all four of you in this room right now, how much you represent the future job opportunities for our students, it's pretty astounding. Compelling, but it's worthy of this conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There, just from uh, summer training that I've had, I know that they, the company is looking for students right when they turn 18, right out of high school, yeah. they will hire them. Yeah. And yeah. it's a good salary to start yep. uh, as an 18 year old, being able to move out of your parents' house and start your life. Yeah. And they will allow that process to, to let them grow and encourage them to grow. And if they want to pursue uh, community college or more training or even going to university, they will help support that. That's right. Um, and, and we've met some of those people when we, we have, go and visit these job yeah. sites. I know because I've been on these tours yeah. with you guys, people that started on the floor yeah. that are now managers yep. in a very computer-driven manufacturing plant that we walked in, like American Diesel. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear that name, you think you're going to go in and you think you're going to see a lot yeah. of grease and a lot of pounding. And what you see instead is a lot of robots, Correct. a lot of automation going on. And you see these guys that came in there with no experience that their company supports them getting through their own growth. And and that's also exciting. So thank you for sharing that. So um, let's, let's get to, you know, we're a very high achieving district. We talked about it earlier. And I asked the other uh, guys, you know, how these classes can help students get into college. It's a little bit easier for Mr. Pudeloff to talk about that with AP Computer Science. It's a little bit more uh, uh, maybe uh, confusing to students when they look at an, an emerging engineering technologies class or a, or a wood design class. Mm -hmm. You know, they think maybe that's not gonna help on their uh, transcript necessarily, but what would you say to a student that says, you know, I, I want to be an engineer, but I don't know that I have room in my schedule to take this emerging engineering technologies class because I don't think it's going to help me get into Michigan. You know, what would you say to that? What, do you, what would you say to a student like that? I would say you, you can never replace hands-on learning. Um, what we do in a lot of our emerging engineering technologies classes, very project-based learning. So as you are putting something together and learning how to program a robot, you're, you're learning more than just how to program that robot. You're, you're learning hand-eye coordination and, and techniques that you might not necessarily get out of other core classes. And that's gonna, and what I'm hearing you say is that's gonna help them, you know, from a mindset standpoint, Correct. from from an innovation standpoint, it's gonna make them more resilient yeah. in, those, yep. in those classes they take at college. But Correct. I think if we take a step before that, I think even on the application process, yeah when kids are trying to get into those more competitive schools, they've got the other achievement things in their transcript. It's not for like sure. we're saying, don't take AP classes so you have room for this. Take AP classes along with ours because, for instance, emerging engineering technologies, there's gonna be some product examples that they finish. There might be some dynamic things that they're able to complete as part of your class yeah. that they can compete with, maybe with mites or something that they can put into a portfolio that makes them stand out in a different way. There's a lot of kids that apply to these high, highly uh, uh, selective schools that have all the same GPAs and all the same number of AP classes and great scores, but what do they have as a product example that they can demonstrate yeah. if they wanna go to Michigan or MIT or or some of these technical schools, you know, Caltech and, we're talking about these high achievers, right? Yep. They need this too, don't they, for yep. those reasons? Yeah, that's definitely a challenge. Cause I, I don't know about Travis, but uh, the majority of my engineering club are not my students. 
they have that mindset. I'll worry about taking engineering when I get to college. I'm going to take my high-level classes here. And and it's hard for you to grab them and say, look, we know you'll be a successful engineer, but how do you know that? Take this class, reinforce this learning now. You're going to go into college with that affirmation that you are a step in the right direction. However, bring some of those engineering students back, because I know you have, and talk with them and what you hear from those that didn't take your class versus the ones that did, some of those kids are running while the other ones are learning for the first time some of the things that you demonstrate and make them very skilled at. And that just makes them more successful in college, which gets them further. And they need to see that, need to hear that, and and, and as do their parents. So thank you for that. So any last words? Because really what we're here for is to empower but to endorse some very important things that we offer that we want more kids to know about. Any final words that you want to give to those kids that are maybe on the fence or thinking for the first time about taking your classes? I'm excited about it. Uh, We've partnered with recently with a company called Amatra that addresses, they work with uh, industry and educators to address this shortage of skilled workers. And uh, they provide technical training, hands-on simulators, and interactive learning. And we just recently partnered with them, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about getting some of their lab equipment yeah. next year and implementing their yeah. curriculums yeah, into the class. They, they definitely work with all of the big three companies yeah. in this local area. I know that they're very heavily involved with FCA and training their technicians. So a lot of what we're doing in high school will directly affect them out of high school and at that next level. Anything else, or is that does that kind of sell it? Because I think those are very compelling points, and, and I can tell you that every time I, I talk with you guys and look at what you're doing on your own time to prepare for your, for your students and their learning in their future, I just get excited all over again. And, and yeah. really what I think we're trying to do today is make sure as many people know so this isn't the district's best-kept secret. You know, we need to stop right. Um, right. ignoring the fact that these are things that our kids need and you guys are at the forefront of that, and I appreciate that. So I appreciate all of you for being here today. I think uh, if we get a lot of people listening to this, we're gonna change some lives, and that's really what we're here for. For sure. And I know you guys put in the time to make sure that you're prepared to give them the best experience possible, and that's gonna continue to grow. So I thank you for that, and I thank all of you for being here, and I thank all of you in the audience that have listened today, because again, we are all in the same uh, bus, and that is uh, the bus that's journeying our students our, our, our students now and, and our future student, students to the best uh, place possible for their future. And, and so thank you and, and we look forward to next time.